Hey, Teresa, I love you. Get a room. We're in a room. It's manners. Manners. It's extraordinary etiquette for ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove. Oh no, is that too? Is that too much affection? No, Probably it isn't, my dear. <laughs> oh, hi. How are you doing? It's part of our deal. Yeah, that's us. You get the full thing when you get the macros. <laughs> full time love in your face. No, that's, that's that's not it. It's not full time love in your face. There's a that different... could be that could be the new tagline for Shaners. Shaners, full time love in your face. There's a difference between display of affection and terms of endearment. I don't mm. think that anyone would cringe to hear someone called my dove or my dear. You Hold on. You don't think there are people that if they heard someone in the wild say to their partner, my dove, they wouldn't go, ugh. Because <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee those people exist. Well, yeah. But I mean, like, not our people. People listening to this, they get it. They're mm, on boarded. Maybe not. But I don't think that anyone would be offended. Okay. Well... I'm getting and that's over. Not really I'm, what I, this I, I want to say real quick because normally at the top of the show we talk about how we're doing. I'm getting over being sick. I'm going to try so very hard not to sniffle into the microphone. I apologize if I do. I'm just getting over a wicked like five day cold. I'm so so sorry. Okay. All right. So we're talking about uh, public displays of affection. Yes. And I'm very excited about this for a couple reasons. One, I have. Uh, interesting stories to tell about seeing other people do this but also i'm gonna get to rant about one of my favorite rants ever one of the things that in my life is most upsetting to me about history and the way uh displays of affection have changed um and speaking of history why don't you start us off well um i wanted to try and find the first occurrence in print of the abbreviation pda now people at home can you guess why it was tough to Google search that? <laughs> because every time you put PDA in your Google search engine, personal digital assistant comes up instead of public display of affection. Yeah, it's really hard to search when was the first time PDA was used or first occurrence of PDA. Because also what you get a lot is people is like articles or, you know, like acronym sites that explain what PDA is an acronym for. Mm -hmm. It's really hard. Like we both spent hours just trying to come up with which collection of search terms would be able to find out when the first time PDA was used to shorten public display of affection. We found a the UrbanDictionary.com uh, that article for PDA as public display of affection uh, was was put in 2005. But I'm certain it occurred before that, right? Yeah, like I grew up saying PDA. Right, like I, so I mean, at least my middle school years, which what would have been, which is when PDA starts, really. <laughs> yeah, so that would have been. See here, because here's the thing, I I theorize that PDA, the acronym, became popular because of the personal data assistant or whatever. What is it? it's personal data assistant, right? Personal digital assistant. Sure, that. 
And then because the acronym became popular for the device, it then became popular for public display of affection. Like, because we were already saying PDA because of the device, I think that's when people started using PDA to describe it's hard public... hard to dis- tell. But it, the, I, I don't know if the one gained popularity because of the other. It's hard to say. But I remember being in middle school. I was born 83. So it would have been, what, 94, 95, 96, 97, somewhere in there. I remember, like, calling people out for PDAs. And I also remember, like, school officials talking about PDAs. Right. And the reason that it occurred in your middle school time is because that's when middle schoolers, uh, middle schoolers begin their pubescent tendencies. Yes. At that point. Their pupation. Their pubescent <laughs> pupation. <laughs> they pupate. So, um, but I did find that collection of words in an article written in 1919 titled, Should uh, Newlyweds Show Affection in Public? And there were several phrases that are similar to PDA, such as um, when what? Here, wait, let me let me read it exactly so that we can get here we go. All the world loves a lover, but somehow the married lovers never scorn to receive much sympathy, sympathy when they display their affection in public. See. Okay. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. It's hard because I don't think, I think this falls under something we talk about sometimes where it seems so ingrained Mm -hmm. that I don't know that you could ever find a time when the idea of public display of affection was created. Right. Right. It's sometimes like when I think about the stuff that Shakespeare is credited with inventing the words for, where it's like, wait, hold on. How did that not already exist? Like, he's credited with the name Jessica. Right. How did... What? No. Mm, There's just certain things where it's like, there must have been ways that they talked around it until eventually someone used an incredibly, like, succinct phrase like public display of affection. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's a great category title for all of this stuff. You know, we Mm -hmm. know what falls under that. But it also, to me, seems like such a broad-reaching thing like you could say a public display of affection is like full-on making out right or you could say like giving someone flowers is a public display i think when we think about pdas i think we think about physical affection yes i would say so uh this article that i just mentioned goes on to say (laughs) no they should not um (laughs) because uh it posits that uh an outside desire to make the right impression of, quote, real love. Young married couples make a, a mistake in displaying their affections for one another in public uh, because sometimes either the husband or wife is a little sensitive about the utter lack of modesty. Going on to say that people who make a show of their affection in public often fight more behind closed doors than they like to admit. Oh, because it's like trying to prove something. Exactly. That's what I, I this, don't know if like I, I believe I said, that. But 1919. Yeah. I, I. What I find funny is I also think that this, I, I want to say we talked about it, we talked about like cuss words, but the idea of like what's always funny to me is the people who themselves are very comfortable displaying their affection in public, 
but complain when other people do it. Mm-hmm. It's the same as like if you're sitting at a restaurant and your friends are like really loudly, like, you know, talking loudly and cursing and everything. But if somebody at the table next to them was doing that while they were trying to eat, they would complain about it. And I don't know. I, I, we'll get to this in a second because we got lots of questions about it. But I don't know how I would answer this question of is it okay for a young couple, a young married couple to display their affection in public? Yes. Over and over again, what I have found is the the idea of think about where you are. And we say this, read the room, right? If you are with a bunch of young couples at, say, a nightclub, right, where it's kind of dark and... Stormy. <laughs> no. And, and, you know, there's music and people are a little intoxicated and like this is kind of like That's the mood, right it's yes. kind of the mood we're out here we're looking for love find your dancing queen says abba that's beautiful you know one of the weirdest <laughs> but if you oh. are out in like say a public park maybe by a playground or if you are in a uh, church a, a church or a diner where there are older or couples diner. or a church diner maybe you wouldn't you shouldn't do anything that you don't think your grandma would approve of. You know, um, my brothers and I, uh, when Harvey Danger, great band, everyone should listen to them. Um, they were like doing their farewell tour because they were ending uh, touring, and we went and saw them in Chicago. And we were waiting for the concert to start. And it was in this like good sized kind of bar venue where they like cleared out all the tables, and it was really great. Um, but there's this couple in front of me. And we're all waiting for the concert to start, standing room only. And the the man was turned around facing his girlfriend. And he, like, had his hands in her back pockets. And she had her hands in his back pockets. And he was... They were entwined. They were entwined. And they he was kissing her neck in the smallest little, but still incredibly comically loud, smooches I have ever heard. It was like... Mm. Okay. Like, uh, me uh, and Justin and Griffin were just like standing there, mouth agape. Like there, there's this. I, Calm I guess I do down. Need to there's this idea in acting sometimes. It's uh, I'm trying to. It's like public. Uh, what is it? Public privacy. Public. This idea of basically creating around yourself like a sphere of your bubble, right? Okay. Like, mm-hmm. I, even though you're in public, it's still you are still feel isolated. Public I- isolation, something like that. This couple was doing that so hard that they ignored the fact that there were people two inches away from them, maybe? Yeah. They turned us all into voyeurs with their own, like, because <laughs> we literally couldn't look away. There was nowhere else to look. We were in a very tightly packed... Anyways, it was very upsetting to me, and I still remember it to this day, like, ten years later. So if you're listening, and you were that couple at the Harvey Danger Show in Chicago, I still remember. Okay. Speaking of... Very- that was not my rant, by the way. Oh, That's just oh, something no. I remember. Speaking of very public affections... Um, recently, well, not recently, within the last decade. In, in the grand scheme of things recently. Richard Gere and a Bollywood actress, Shilpa Shetty, were uh, shocked India uh, with a public kiss on a, on a red carpet. He dipped her and kind of smooched her cheek several times. Um, a warrant in that country was issued for Gears arrest. What? And even their their uh image was burned in effigy. Wow. At a protest. I know, right? Huh. 
Okay. I, I was going to say, okay, first, let that moment sink in. Let that thing sink in. But I was also going to say, I think when, because here's the thing, when you talk about public displays of affection and celebrity, I think it opens up this whole new, uh, you know, kind of scope. Because when you think of celebrity and what public is for a celebrity, basically, unless you're in a locked room with no windows, you know what I mean? It's like you can be on a yacht and someone with a telescopic lens takes pictures and calls it public. You know what I mean? So I I always feel bad for celebrities when it comes to public display of, of affection because there's so little privacy mm-hmm. when it comes to celebrity. Anyways, yeah. just you made me think. Then again, if you're kissing someone on a red carpet, you're you're not you don't think you're in private. You know what's happening. It's a red carpet. Still, well, I mean, what it, a strong reaction. It was a stunt. It was for pictures. Yeah. And uh, Richard Gere did not think about how in different countries it may be perceived differently was she on board with it uh i think it happened so quickly she mm. was unable to to protest well i'm also not on but board i with that. i wasn't able to find any sort of statement on her behalf you know i've heard that that very famous picture of like the uh sailor home from more dipping the nurse mm-hmm. that she they, like they didn't know each other and she was not like in th- he just like grabbed her and kissed her so that, that i have picture, heard that as well yeah that picture that everyone's like look at this it's a celebration of love after war is actually like kissing someone without their consent yeah it's not great not great that's let's just go on record now public displays of affection you definitely should not do them unless there is consent from all parties involved number one that's baseline rule start at consent work from there right and and i for two reasons one the most important consent, consent, consent. But two, it's also important to note that any party involved may have differing feelings of what is okay. As mm-hmm. far as, like, some people might not be comfortable holding hands in public while others might. So just assuming that your partner is okay with it is not great. Always ask, have the discussion, because consent is great, and having the discussion is great. That's my little PDA PSA. <laughs> Thanks for the acronyms. You're welcome. Um, so according to my research as far as PDAs around the world, um, I found that a lot of, of the thoughts center around the, the central religion of a country. Um, so Muslim or Buddhist countries tend to be a lot more reserved as far as what they what what people consider to be an appropriate PDA. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it sort of centers around the idea of the um, opposite sexes have a lot more constraints on what they can display, whereas um, same-sex friends are able to to do a little more as, as far as, like, uh, friendly hand-holding or arms around... Uh, wrapped around each other um even a friendly kiss goodbye as as most countries are are fond of doing um but then you get into i want to put a pin in that by the way we'll get back to that we'll get back to that you get into uh christian based countries uh catholic protestant things like that especially in europe there's a lot more of a laxed attitude uh when it comes to pda between different sexes um in fact, I found different anecdotes as far as like Mexico, even um, 
where kissing in public between uh, different sex couples is something that people just don't bat an eyelash at. Same thing in in Germany and France and England. They, it's just something that, you know, don't look, but people do. So here's why I wanted to put a pin in that and come okay. back to it. Okay. This is my rant. All right. So, and this is not apocryphal. This is, you can find countless resources that discuss this. For a long time, like right up until 1901, like right up until the turn of the century into the 20th century, same-sex friends, you know, men and men, women and women. In the U.S. Right. In the U.S. had no problem. There was no issue with them displaying affection to each other, especially, especially men, because I think a lot of this still holds true with women. Um, and I'm, I know I'm speaking as binary genders here, but I'm, I'm speaking about the past when this was the only way in which they thought. But the idea of, you know, women in 1930s running around holding hands or like giggling together was fine. But around the turn of the century, um, there, so for a long time, and I don't endorse this, but for a long time, homosexuality, the idea of being attracted to a man being attracted to a man was seen as a behavior rather than a like identifying thing. So it was like you might say, oh, yes, that guy loves football and that guy loves hunting and that guy loves men. Like it was that kind of thing. Like it was just a thing you did Mm -hmm. rather than being who you were. And at the turn of the century, suddenly it started being branded as like a an identity, like a much more codified thing and not in in a good way, not in like homosexuals deciding like, you know what, we're this is who we are. It was more like you don't want to be a homosexual. It became a thing, right? This codified. behavior is unacceptable. Right, right, right. So suddenly, suddenly everyone got so afraid that someone might think they were gay because it was branded as being this super negative thing, as being this like, um, you know, uh, disgust, quote unquote disgusting behavior. This, you don't want to be a homosexual that men became afraid to like show any kind of affection towards each other in public. And until then you can find all of these like docu like photos of like the roughest looking like cowboy dudes holding hands and like with one of their legs draped over the other one's legs, like, or just like casually, like you might, they look like prom photos, but they're like grizzled prospectors. Right. Because that just, it used to be who cared. We all just loved each other and we could display that and it was fine. And then we all became so afraid. It had, it, it didn't have the romantic context that right, it does. Right, right. And so now there's all the, uh, the homophobia and the fear of appearing homoerotic, all that stuff made it so that men drifted away from being able to express their affection towards each other. Even if it's in a platonic way. Yeah. Even worse if it's in a platonic way, right? Just the idea of it. And so, like, we got asked. So that's, it's important to note here when you're talking about public displays of affection, it's really easy for it to become heteronormative, right? Of talking about, "Mm, if a man and a woman kiss in public, how offensive is that? 
But then it's easy to forget that when you look at the broader scope of it, it's in our society, even today, 2017, far more acceptable for a man and a woman to kiss in public than for any of the other genders, you know, any same. And you're speaking of the general and, kind of mythos of right. This that's idea. the thing is like so. I I, I and let me be clear. I'm not saying it's worse for them to kiss in public. I'm saying that for them, there's the added layer of also being afraid to display that kind of affection in public because there's still, unfortunately, so much hatred and and bigotry against it. So I just did. I did want to address that because I don't want to sit here and have us just discuss public displays of affection as will people get kind of grossed out if they see you kissing there's a lot more to it than that but anyways the reason i rant about this is i feel like in society it has been so detrimental this idea of men being uncomfortable showing affection um specifically to each other but even broader than that just the idea of like crying in public or seeming quote-unquote weak in public all of this stems from that of wanting to appear manly, wanting quote, to manly, manly quote. right? I think it all stems from that same fear of like, well, I wouldn't want people to think I'm blank. And I, I wish that I hope that this changes because like I have lots of friends who I love very much. And I, and I you know what? I will even say that when I was younger and like one of my male friends would like give me a hug, I'd have this moment of like, Mm, is this okay? Is this weird? Is this okay? And like, it's something we all need to break out of and go back to a point where it's not at all weird for men to show affection to each other, to other people, to themselves, to care about themselves. Anyways, this is my rant. All right. Good rant work. Done. Good work. Um, so I hoped that uh, I would be able to find some Emily Post help. And I hadn't, I haven't been able to find much. Um, and I think that this stems back to the idea that the general consensus is if it's not something you think your grandmother would be comfortable watching, don't do it. Um, but what if your grandma's real cool? <laughs> well, then if she's watching and you think it's cool, then do it, I guess. Uh, but I did find some practical advice from Miss Manners, Judith Martin. And she gave, she suggests that um, if you are in the presence of a couple who, who seems to be quite handsy and you're not comfortable with it, uh, if you're the host, one of the things you can do is to make sure not to seat them together. Um, and that seems a lot harder to do in, in the modern, in 2017, though, right? You, I mean, if you're if you're hosting an event that you can put like you can actually seat people at the table, you're not really supposed to but that's sit what I'm saying. It's like, couples together anyway. But what I'm saying is like, yes, but if you're just like having a movie night at your house, like you can't sit there and be like, and you'll be on the couch and I'm gonna put your partner over there on the chair. Like you <laughs> like you don't have a seating arrangement in that circumstance. You can't. That's, that's, that's what I'm true. saying. It's like that's where it gets a little bit tougher is you can't be like Hey, everybody, come over and watch the Oscars. And I've put down placards where you will sit <laughs> on beanbag chairs. Uh, there is the popular, like we said at the beginning, tell people to, quote, get a room. Um, she suggests to say something to the effect of, it's all right if you want to go home now and be alone. I, I think 
Okay, let me give you my two cents. Okay. From Travis. I'm not any kind of manners. Not <laughs> Travis manners. Um, no, these are Travis manners. This is Travis manners. Welcome to Travis manners. Yes. <laughs> I would not say anything then. Because I think that what we... what. This day and age, I think what you'd end up with is much more of a problem of a pattern of behavior. Mm-hmm. Like, every time this group is together, every time, there's always a problem with these people being overly affectionate towards each other, and it makes everyone uncomfortable, right? Then I think that's something that you would say, like, hey, everybody, or hey, the people specifically who are overly affectionate. It's great. That you're into each other. Oh, what you have, it's amazing. It's once in a lifetime. You look for that forever. I would like to talk to you, though, about maybe reining it in a bit when we're all hanging out together. It's a little bit much for us, and it's making us uncomfortable. I would rather... So, this is now me out of character. I would rather talk to them between hanging out events rather than, like, during. Of, like, pulling them aside and like, hey... Everyone's uncomfortable right now. Absolutely. That is the ideal situation. Um, But you may find yourself in a situation where you need to address it right on. And I do like her suggestion of instead of the proverbial, hey, get a room, which seems very accusatory. You say, can I get you a room? (laughs) You can say, it's okay if you want to go and be alone. Please then, don't use my room. <laughs> then they have the ability, they have the permission to to leave your presence and do what it is they want to do. Let me tell you what not to do. Okay. I remember what being not to do. in what? high school and I went on a date. This actually happened numerous times. This has happened to me a bunch of times in my What life. Travis has done is no, what no, we no. should really this. Call is what this. has been done to Travis. Okay, what has been done to Travis. I, what not to do to Travis. Yes, please. In the future, <laughs> if you ever see me out and about, don't do this to me. I would go on dates. We'd go to the movie. Why, big, empty movie theater. There's like 10 other people in there, right? Me and the woman I would go on a date with would sit down. And then, the ne- like, somewhere along the line, before the movie started, adults, and I'm saying adults because I was in high school, would come in and either sit right in front of me or, like, somewhere near or behind and it was always like, okay, there's a big empty movie theater. We're sitting in the back because we clearly want to make out because we're on a date. And you sat down. And it felt like they were saying, like, I'm going to keep an eye on these kids. Make sure these kids don't get up to no shenanigans. Don't do that. Sit anywhere else. No, we're two high school kids. We're clearly on a date. Go somewhere else. Come on. Come on. We didn't sneak out of the house. Our parents knew we went on a date. They knew we were going to go make out. Sit somewhere else. Well, you know. No, I don't know. Don't do that. Because it happened to me multiple times, Teresa. Multiple times. It was like everywhere I went, all adults were like, mm, you know what? That Travis McElroy, he means trouble. I hate Travis McElroy. <laughs> I don't want him to make out with someone ever. I'm going to sit right here and maybe quietly whisper about Jesus or something. I don't know. It always Because I wanted to lean forward and be like, hey, go away. <laughs> I know what you're doing. I'm sorry that those well-meaning adults scarred you for life. They were not well-meaning. They were being jerks, and they knew it. I think they were jerk-meaning adults. Oh, boy. Anyways. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I got so loud. Hey, let's calm down and do some thank you notes. Okay, but I do want to say one last thing. Uh, Here's the thing. Okay. 
when we talk about let's let's take it in a different direction, right? And maybe we're already answering some of our questions. We'll see when we get there. It's one thing to be the people doing the public display, and is the other to be the one who is witnessing it, right? Mm-hmm. So, it's one thing to discuss how to be appropriate when you are doing it, but I think that when it comes to how upset are you allowed to be by it, right? Because I also think that there are certain mindsets of like anything, any like even like the smallest kiss is like ugh, gross. You know what I mean? Versus, I believe that there are probably people in the world who think that. Yes. So the question, I guess, and I don't know that I know the answer to this, is what level of public display of affection is like the common denominator okay to be upset at that you should say something. Uh, and I know that it changes based on location. Absolutely. Like it changes uh, based on location and based to based on, you know, I would say the the attitude that you perceive around you. Um, but what I've found, and I agree with this, uh, that any kind of uh, kissed or touched greeting or or farewell is all right um, in the way of, you know, a small kiss to say goodbye, hello, handshake, handhold, hug, those sorts of things that you would do upon leaving or greeting a close friend are all right. Um, I would also say that people in committed relationships um, should be able to display their affection to one another in the way of, again, a small kiss, a hug, arm around, handhold, things like that. And I think that duration is what's important here, is it should be short and sweet, not elongated, like a full makeout session. That I don't believe is appropriate, and I think that, that one could be, can, within their rights, be upset about that. See, because there's a part of me that wants to say, if they're consenting adults and they are not hurting or disturbing anyone, who cares? But that I, it's hard to say that because we live in such a puritanical society that, like, I want to put boundaries and limitations on it, you know? But the idea of, like... It's it's weird because I think that what is and isn't okay changes over time. Absolutely. Absolutely it does. And that's why I think that duration is important here. Um, that it's not about the small touches or like the arm around walking together. I mean, unless... I, I have it. I have okay. a rule of thumb. All right. I have a rule of thumb. You've come up with it. It is not your business unless they make it your business. Okay. So like... If they are quietly sitting in the back of the movie theater kissing and you're 12 rows away, it's not your business. Don't turn around. Don't worry about it. Now, if they sit down next to you in the movie theater and start making out loudly, they have made it your business to deal with, right? Now it is encroaching on your space, you know? If you're sitting in a restaurant and two people are quietly holding hands on the same side of the table and kissing, it's not your business. But if you're having dinner with your family and you've got young kids there and there's two people like sweeping the dishes off the table to make out with each other on top of the table, they have made it your business. That is a that is a nice little succinct kind of, uh, what would you call that? Saying? Bon mot. Bon mot, perhaps. I think Aphorism? Okay. I think that that works well. 
It's not your I'm business. I'm all right with it. Unless they make it your business. I'm okay, all right great. With it. Let's go to thank you notes and then questions. All right, folks, this week, Schmanners is sponsored by Sunbasket. Let me tell you something. Love the fall. I love it. Especially being back in Ohio. The leaves. The leaf. All oh, the leaves. The autumn air. Oh, the gray sky. I love gross, like gray, fifty degree rainy <laughs> well, weather. Don't say gross then. Well, that's the thing. What most people would call gross. Okay. But like fall is my favorite time because it very. I, I maybe this is from growing up in West Virginia. Fall just feels so appropriate for all the things that happen within it, including my birthday. But here's the thing: it's also incredibly busy between. You know, the holidays, back to school, getting ready for winter. And it also just seems like since you can't do as much outside, suddenly you think of all the things you have to do inside. That's true. You know, it's like the opposite of spring cleaning. It's like we're all just like preparing for winter. (laughs) Hunkering down. Right. And so it's oftentimes really easy to let the time get away from you. And suddenly it's time to eat and you haven't prepared it at all. So let... Sunbasket take care of that for you. They can get you a meal delivery kit that includes the ingredients you need, the instructions you need, which are super easy to follow, and you're ready to go. It makes it easy to cook seasonal, nutritious meals designed to fit your busy lifestyle. You can choose from paleo, lean and clean, gluten-free, vegetarian, and family options. And they send organic and sustainable ingredients for meals you can cook in around 30 minutes right to your door. So you'll get a box. It has the three meals in it. Everything you need. Organized nicely yes. in paper bags. And the instructions right there. It's super great. Really easy to use. Even if you're like, oh, I don't know anything about cooking. You just follow the instructions. You'll learn about cooking as you do it. So go to sunbasket.com slash schmanners and you'll get $30 to $5 off your first order. That's sunbasket.com slash schmanners for $35 off. Sunbasket.com slash schmanners. Go check it out. We are also sponsored this week by LinkedIn. Hiring's hard, especially from job boards, but there's a better place to find great talent, and 70% of the U.S. workforce is already there. LinkedIn! As the world's largest professional network, LinkedIn considers skills, experiences, location, and more to match and promote your job to potential candidates. Businesses rate LinkedIn jobs 40% higher than job boards at delivering quality candidates. Go to linkedin.com slash manners for a $50 credit toward your first job post. linkedin.com slash manners. Terms and conditions do apply. We also have a Jumbotron this week. We This message is for the TJLC community. And it's from Phil. And it says... Thanks, Phil. I'm I'm laughing because all BB wants to do is just grab that microphone. <laughs> She's going for it. Uh, thank you for getting me into Taz, MBMBAM, Schmanners, Sawbones, Wonderful, and Ono Ross and Carrie. While we wait for season five, when our ridiculous boys can finally kiss, man, I hope you don't mean us. My brothers and I are not going <laughs> to get not in a romantic way. Uh, we'll do cheek kisses and such, but they kiss their dad square on the lips. This ah, is true. Get it? That's a callback to. Oh, I see. Yeah. The McElboys are so good and sweet and make me laugh and cry every week. I think Travis is my favorite brother. Hey. Yeah. But Teresa and Rachel and Sydney and Charlie are the absolute best. I'm going to put BB in there and too. BB. Yeah. Um, that is very nice. I like it because it is both a message to people, but mostly about me. <laughs> 
Those are your favorite. That's the nicest. So thank you so much, Phil. Thank you for supporting the show. Thank you uh, for for the Jumbotron. Also wanted to say um, we just opened up the period where you can buy Jumbotrons for 2018. We have some Jumbotrons available for Schmanners. So you can go to MaximumFun.org forward slash Jumbotron. And if you would like to send, say, like an anniversary message to someone or a birthday message or just say like a thank you note to somebody, you could say like, hey, thank you for doing this. I know you listen to the show. Great. Yeah. And it's a hundred bucks for a personal message. Or if you have a business or your own website or podcast or something you would like to promote, you can also do a business message for just $200. It's a great way to support the show, get the word out about your product, or tell somebody they're great. MaximumFun.org forward slash Jumbotron. In celeb news this week, the hosts of Lady to Lady took a break from hanging with today's hottest comedians, actors, and writers to sell a sex machine. What'd they do with all that cash? Rent a party bus to go to Magic Mike Live in Vegas, of course. All of this on the heels of a salacious sizzler session with Home Alone 4 star French Stewart. Want to know what the f*** we're talking about? Tune into Lady to Lady whenever, wherever you listen to podcasts. Can you keep a secret? Neither can we. Hi there, I'm comedian and movie buff Ricky Carmona, and I'm excited to tell you about a new show I'm doing called Who Shot Ya? Join me, LA Weekly film critic April Wolf. I'm going to call Star Wars when it comes out the Clint Howard Project. <laughs> film reviews editor for The Wrap, Alonzo Duraldi. Everything Charlize Theron knows about killing somebody with a high-heeled shoe, she learned from single white female. Trust me. <laughs> And our dope-ass friends each week. I think we need to end this pernicious belief in our society that there is anything remotely f***able about rich dudes who are emotionally unavailable. <laughs> so if you're tired of whack opinions and you're looking for a smart, funny, film discussion show, check out Who Shot Your Son? That's what we do. And you can find us at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, now for the second half of the show, we're so excited to be joined by special guest, BB. Hi, BB. <laughs> Hi. Oh, yeah. Having some puffs while we record. Nice. Um, BB, uh, just a few questions for you, but Teresa, you can help answer them too if you want. Okay. Um, so, question one comes from... Mm, okay, this this is a good one. Uh, okay. We kind of touched on it a little bit. This is from At Borders End. PDAs can be appropriate in some places and not in others. Any good ways to differentiate which is which? And we touched on this a little bit. And it seems to be, is it set up to be conducive for romance or affection or whatever? Right. Um. I think that a good way to know is the light level, actually. Um, if it's a very bright space, um, I would say that that's, that's probably a good indication. But a more kind of low light atmosphere is a little more uh, romantic feeling. See, my, my, I, yes, I do agree. I also think that there's a certain amount of like, family atmosphere created right yeah the difference between like a really sleek sexy restaurant versus like a tgi fridays yeah then again it's also important we're talking levels here if you go to a sleek sexy expensive restaurant you probably don't want to be like full on making out of the table it's a classy place Mm -hmm. i don't know i think i think it really is um 
does it seem designed for it? Does it seem like the design choices that were made were like, we want couples to feel comfortable here, or we want people to feel comfortable expressing themselves here? Agreed. Um, this question is from Ghost Sloth. At what level of PDA is it appropriate to ask someone who, to stop? I stand by my rule. Did they make it your business? Um, Let's see. Oh, okay. This is good. Okay, I'm ready. Because ripped. this is a great question for the 21st century. This is from Mason Grace. General thoughts of social media PDA. Facebook posts, Instagram tweets. Not limited kissy photos, but how mushy-gushy is too much. I think it depends on occasion, right? So if it's something in the way of it's their birthday, it's an anniversary, um, you know, it they did something extra, extra special for you. Those are the the occasions where I would say, let it go. Let let chase your bliss, you know? Um, it's it's the frequency that starts to starts to drain on people, you know? Um, but Judith Martin, again, says that uh, if you don't want to see it, unfollow their Facebook. Yeah, because here's the thing. It's but if you are concerned yeah. that you are being too mushy-gushy, then I would say pay attention to the frequency. Well, I also think that comes down to your partner, the person that you're doing it. Like, that's the thing. If you think about, like, uh, an anniversary post or a birthday post or something, if you're doing that to show everyone else how much you love your partner, you're doing it wrong. But if you're doing it because you want to celebrate your partner and show them how much you love them, you are doing it right. So if you're talking about motivation on doing it yourself, it should always be, are you doing this to benefit your partner and show your partner how much you love them? Or are you doing it so everyone will be impressed by how much you love your partner? Because that second one is self-serving and that ain't love. Um, and I'm nodding in agreement. Yes. And the other side of that is, if you see people doing it, once again, same thing. Are they doing it in such a way that seems, you know, other-focused and they're working to, you know, show their partner? Or does it seem like, hey, everybody, look at how great I am and how romantic I can be. And if that's the case, just unfollow them. That's way easier than having some kind of social media confrontation about, like, because they'll always say, like, what, I'm not allowed to love them? No, just unfollow them. It's way better. <laughs> okay, this is from um, Aliens and Lo at Aliens and Lost Pins. At what point in a friendship is it okay to do things in public like forehead kissing or cuddling? I think that if you have a, a willing friend who thinks that's okay, then if you guys are friends, just, you know, do what you want to do as friends, I guess. Um there's always the option that a person who doesn't feel like you're good enough friends to be physical like that uh, to say, I'm not comfortable with that. That's the thing is consent extends beyond just um, sex or romance. It also goes into platonic as well. Absolutely. That idea of like, there are lots of people in this world who can love and and feel affection towards and care deeply about people and not want to be touched. Um, there are we talk about displays of affection specifically on this episode where we talk about PDAs. We talked about it in the form of physical affection, but now we are advanced enough in society 
to understand that there are different forms of affection. And it's not all physical touching. Physical touching. <laughs> as opposed to mental touching. When you're <laughs> not important. And so you can have a friend who cares very much about you who may not be comfortable being touched. So I think it's important to say like, hey, you know, I think you're great. Let's do some friendly cuddling and have that discussion ahead of time. Um, because your friend might say like, I'm not comfortable with that or sounds great. And then, you know, and it's nice. And, and, or you can straight up say like, Hey, I'm this type of person. I would be comfortable doing th with this with you because you are my friend and I care about you. Would you be comfortable with this? If not, totally. Okay. Be that explicit because communication is important in all forms of relationship. And if you try to like dance around it because you're uncomfortable being that direct, then you're probably not ready to have that conversation yet. You know what I mean? If you if you're not comfortable enough to just straight up say, "I would like to cuddle with you because that's who I am," but if you're not, then I understand. It doesn't even have to be cuddle. I would like a hug. Yeah. Can I have a hug? Are you okay with that? If not, totally cool. But I wanted to ask before I did it. Consent. It's great. Um. Mm, yeah and one last question we've got two different forms of this one is from b and one is from andrew what is the appropriate amount of affection to display in front of your relatives and then andrew also goes on to say like your significant other's relatives does it change depending on how you're related <laughs> um teresa again i'm gonna go back to duration where um things that are short and sweet are pretty much all appropriate in front of all parties. Um, especially, like I said, if it's a greeting or, or a farewell. Um, but, I have it. I oh, have it. I've been thinking, another one? Yes, I've been Two thinking this whole episode to think about, and I did because I just remembered the thing I was talking about with public isolation, right? Okay. So imagine as you're showing displays to each other, like displays of affection, imagine that every time you touch it starts to build this barrier around you, right? Okay. And and the more that barrier builds, the more it separates you from the other people in the room. And you never want to shut them off completely. Like, think about being in a room with your family, right? And you get to a point where you are making out or showing so much affection to each other that it is so clear you're only focused on each other that you've forgotten that there's other people in the room. That is uncomfortable. Never lose sight of the fact that there are other people in the room. And they are also sharing the experience of being in that room with you. And if you are so other focused, you should leave the room with that person because you are now excluding the other people in that room from sharing experience with you. Does that make sense? Like, that does make sense. If you're so other focused that you are ignoring the other people in the room, just go to another room where those other people aren't there. I can dig it. Otherwise, include everyone in your experience. And don't be so other-focused that you exclude them. I like it. Cool. Uh, we're going to wrap up there um, because BB really wants to grab the microphone. And it is also time for lunch. Just to give you a little indication of where we're at in our day. Um, <laughs> go listen to all the other amazing shows on MaximumFun.org. They're all incredible. And to remind you, we mentioned this during the middle, but to remind you, Jumbotrons are available now for 2018. You can go to MaximumFun.org forward slash Jumbotron and get a message on Schmanners. Um, we are going to be on the Joko Cruise this year, which we are super excited about. Uh, and you can sign up now. Go to JokoCruise.com. J-O-C-O-Cruise.com. 
Um, if you live in Chicago or Milwaukee, my brother, my brother and me is going to be performing in those cities. Uh, and there are still some tickets available for the 16th and the 19th. You can go to McElroyShows.com slash tours and get tickets for those shows. The Chicago show and the Milwaukee show. Um, and now I've said that I'm going to double check that it's not the Minneapolis show. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. One second. Computing. Computing. Filling time. Yes, Milwaukee. Okay, great. Uh, it's the Chicago and Milwaukee show. I was right. Um, let's see. Uh, what else, Teresa? As always, thank you to Brent, Brentle Floss Black, for writing our theme music. And that is available where ringtones are sold. As a ringtone, where ringtones are sold. Uh, thank you to Kayla M. Wassel for our Twitter art. Thank you to Keely Weiss Photography for our Facebook banner. Um, and you can join that fan-powered group, Schmanners Fanners, on Facebook. Um, you can also follow us at Schmanners Cast. Uh, on Twitter, and that's where we get most of our um, question submissions. So if you would like to submit a question or submit a topic, please contact us there. And we need to decide what our next topic is going to be. Slight pause. Okay. want to thank Carrie for this suggestion. We're going to do holiday decoration. Um, inside, outside. You know, let's not focus too much on how much is too much or judging other people's decoration, but other, you know, versions of that of like, I like to do this or is this appropriate or my friend does that, that kind of thing. Let's stick with that because I think there's going to be some really interesting history and traditions and that kind of thing. Um, so that's going to do it for us. Join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it? MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.